right, Carly, welcome to the show. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So let's first start talking about you. Let's talk about yourself, talk about your background and your role. Sure. So I'm Carly Melchert. I am currently serving and have the privilege to serve as the executive director for Meals on Wheels of Salem County. Uh, my background is in health promotion and wellness management from Rowan University. Um, I've been in this role for four years, but I've been working in the development and fundraising aspect of nonprofit um, for about seven years. Awesome. So now let's talk about Meals on Wheels from a general uh, census, and then we'll get down to kind of Salem County specifically. Sure. So Meals on Wheels is a nationwide program uh, that serves seniors nutritious meals through the comfort of friendship um, all over the country. Yeah. Um, every service model is slightly different. So it does, it's different state to state, county to county. Got it. So now let's talk about Salem County specifically. Talk about your, this niche right here in South Jersey and the work and uh, services you guys are doing. Yes. So our Meals on Meals Salem County program is a private 501c3 nonprofit. We are not funded by the county. We are not part of the county budget. Uh, we are not county employees in any way, which is different from other programs across the state. Uh, there's actually only five um, private nonprofit Meals on Wheels programs across the state and Salem County is one of them. So that's wonderful because it means we have the opportunity to serve uh, more people because we have more availability in fundraising dollars than we would if we were part of just the county program. Got it. Yeah. So talk about kind of the 501c3, what that means in terms of, like you said, you can you can get into more, but you also need to do more. Um, you know, you're not getting that that state and community or so I should say county funding. Right. Correct. Yes. So we do receive um, funding through the Older Americans Act through the state and federal um, funding programs. Uh, mm -hmm. But then as a 501c3 nonprofit, we're able to have donations and that helps us to be able to serve more clients. But in order to do that, you know, it's it's a challenge because we have to have fundraising events. We have to have sponsorship availability. We have to do all of these different things to make that possible. Uh, we do letter campaigns, we do events, which obviously was a challenge during the pandemic, right. but it's coming back. We're, we're getting it all started again. That's awesome. Now you talk about in order to provide the services that you provide, uh, you need this fundraising, you need things like that. But let's just talk about basically the services that you do provide and let people know kind of all the work that you're doing. Sure. So we serve um, approximately 150 clients um, at a time. We serve them a hot, nutritious meal. Everyone on the program does receive a hot meal Monday through Friday. Then we also have meals that we provide that are cold meals. So it's a little bit opposite of what you and I might think of as lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. um, but the meal that some clients receive uh, for dinner is delivered at the same time as their hot meal. And it's a cold meal so that they don't have to worry about needing to use a microwave or anything like that. And then we also have weekend meals, which are delivered on Fridays. And those are meals that are served either cold or you can, um, there are meals that are also available to be heated. And those are for the clients that are really, they really don't have additional support. They really don't have the ability to get to the store or have anyone that's available to help them get to the store. Cooking for themselves is just simply not possible. Um, and then every client on the program, because of the way we do our service, is receiving a safety check. They're receiving socialization, things that they would not normally get if we were not bringing that meal to their door Monday through Friday. 
That's awesome. Now let's talk about just a little more specifically about kind of like the meals itself and the logistics of, um, you know, getting this food, right? You're getting hot, nutritious meals to 150 different clients. Just talk about kind of that back, back office, backdoor operation that, that is taking place here that eventually gets right into the, uh, the hands of the clients and customers. Yes, yeah, sure. So we have a client services coordinator who meets with every single client to determine if they are eligible to come on the program. And during that, she learns about their health needs, if they have any food allergies, if they have any food restrictions, maybe they need additional um, sources of protein or different um, food allergies and things like that. And then we bring that back to our dietitian who has approved a menu and bring that information into our kitchen staff and they make sure that every meal that goes out is going to meet that client's needs. They're getting a third of their daily recommended value for protein. They're getting vegetables, they're getting grain, they're getting fruit, they're getting dairy, everything that they would need um, for one of their meals. Awesome, now the overall mission here is obviously to end senior hunger in Salem County. Talk a little bit about for those who may not be familiar with that or don't have uh, you know, grandparents or parents that live in the area, just kind of the scope of the, the problem, if you will, here or the challenge that uh, resides in senior hunger in this area. Sure. So Salem County is an aging community. Our population is more predominantly seniors than it is young people. And that number is just going to continue to grow across the country. Actually, um, by 2030, there will be more people who are 60 and older than people who are 18 and younger. Um, so it's just going to continuously be a growing need here in Salem County. We're also an area where grocery stores are not prevalent. Um, you know, we're down to about two large grocery stores in the entire county. And even if you have the capability of getting to the grocery store, you may not have the funds to help you and you may not physically be able to prepare those meals. Um, so it's certainly a growing need. And then additionally, people who aren't getting out and don't have anyone, we are their only source of of socialization, just right. that few minutes of interaction. I mean, the pandemic, I hope we never have to face anything like this again. I feel like once in a lifetime is more than I needed, yes. uh, more than we all needed, but that is what life is like for a homebound senior who does not have anyone every single day. Yeah. You know, and they don't have technology. They don't have Zoom. Like they're not doing all of the things that we found to connect to people. Like that's not, they're normal. That's not what they're used to. And so we really are their connection every day. That's awesome. It's so important, right? It's not just a dropping a, you know, a plate in front of a, on a doorstep and going away. It's very much more of a support and a, and a you know, point of contact and communication socialization. That's awesome. I know that you guys also provide uh, Alzheimer's support as well. Um, talk a little bit about that, how that works into everything that you guys are doing. Sure. So it's definitely something that we see a growing need for. I personally have the experience. Both of my grandmothers suffered from Alzheimer's. Um, so it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. Members of our team, their family members are suffering, suffering with this as well. Um, so we try and make family members and the clients aware, you know, when we start to notice that people's behavior is off, we're trying to make those connections to the Alzheimer's Association, to the Office on Aging. Here are things that you can do for support because 
things can quickly go downhill and it can be very challenging to try and parent your parent or parent your loved one who is now, you know, they're, they're an adult and they have a lot of needs and it can be a, a real challenge for people to adjust to those needs and learning, you know, how to handle all of that. Absolutely. So it's just another additional layer of support that you guys are also offering. That's awesome. And I, uh, I, I know you said earlier you received funding from a little bit from the state and then also from a variety of sources like private donations, client donations, fundraising event. Talk to us just a little bit more about kind of the funding aspect and especially coming out of the pandemic here, what you guys are doing and, and have planned in terms of, of you know, growing funding. Yes. So we are currently in our matching gift program um, that the Salem Health and Wellness Foundation provides for us. So any donations that are received now through the 1st of December uh, will be matched dollar for dollar up to $20,000. We have our giant pumpkin carve, which is taking place in person again this year. It is a longstanding, family-friendly, beloved event. And we did not have it in person last year. Where is that at? It takes place at the Salem County Fairgrounds the first Saturday in October. Um, So that is a huge event for us. And we're really working on our social media and being present with that, working on crowdsourcing and crowdfunding, you know, trying to be more up to date with the way people want to donate. We have a text to donate campaign available for matching gift. We'll be utilizing that for a giant pumpkin carve. Um, So that way we can meet people where they are. Absolutely. Yeah. You're seeing a shift right here in this nonprofit space is very much seeing a shift um, maybe even before the pandemic, but was just accelerated um, given you know the inability for maybe volunteering or going out and actually uh, donating in person. Uh, so you guys are, are making that, that shift, right? Yes. Yes, we are. Awesome. So now let's talk, let's talk us through the process on a few different things here. Um, if there's someone who wants to become a sponsor, right? So there's different things that people can do. I want to go through all these so listeners can know kind of the different avenues they have to help out. Let's first talk about if someone someone or some group wants to become a sponsor, how that works. Yes. So if you would like to become a sponsor, whether it's for an event or sponsoring donations or sponsoring just sponsoring meals, um, those people can reach out to me through our website and we can sit down and have a meeting and decide, you know, how they would like to go about it, what best meets their needs as the donor. Awesome. Now, if someone, an individual is listening to this, driving the car, listening to podcasts, seeing the video on Facebook, um, they want to donate just themselves, individual donation. How do they go about doing that? So you can go to our website and fill out the donation form, or you can also um, go to our Facebook page and use any of the texting codes that we have um, and make a text donation right through the comfort of your phone. It's safe and secure and very easy. Awesome, and I saw going through that a little bit, kind of there's like a dollar amount that gets to like an amount of meals and things like that. So talk a little bit about, about, you know, a little bit can go like a long, a very long way for a lot of people. Yes. So it costs us $7 to put a meal out. Um, And so it doesn't have to be some grandiose, you know, donation. Just $7 can help one person get the meal that they need. It's, you know, if you give up, you know, just one day I'm going to skip going and getting, you know, that extra special coffee from my favorite coffee shop. Like now you have that money to like help someone else that really needs it. Absolutely. That's awesome. And it's important to kind of associate that 
that $7 is a, a meal, a hot meal, hot, nutritious meal for someone in need. Um, want to talk about someone There's also you can advocate for someone who may be in need, right? So talk a little bit about that process, how you even get in touch with the people who are in need and, and begin to work with them. Correct. So anyone can make a um, referral for a client. You know, someone can call for themselves and say, you know, I think I need this service and we'll take their information. But then, you know, you can call for your neighbor. You can call for your own grandparents or parents. Uh, the doctor's office can give us a call and make a referral. We really um, have been seeing a lot of referrals from visiting nurses. That has really been um, a booming industry this year. And so we've been seeing a lot of referrals there. But anyone can make that referral for someone that they think it's the service. Awesome. Now let's talk a little bit about now that we're back in person, we're back in um, at least to a certain extent uh, coming out of the pandemic, um, volunteering, right? And, and actually helping out and, and getting your hands dirty per se. Uh, how, how does someone go about volunteering? What are kind of the volunteering options for them? So we have a variety of options. First and foremost, every single meal that goes out, goes out through the hands of volunteers. They are the ones showing up to your doorstep, making sure that you're okay with that hot, nutritious meal. Um, we, we need that assistance always. We have a great need, especially in the Carney's Point and Penn's Grove area right now. We have a tremendous need for volunteers in that area. Um, but we have some new opportunities as well. We have a new partnership and we have direct oversight of the kitchen with our partner. And so we have opportunities for people to come and help in the kitchen. Um, with that partnership, we also have an organic garden. So you said, get your hands dirty. If you really physically actually want to get your hands dirty, we have a garden that you can come help in that the produce that's grown in the garden is then showing up in the meals of our clients. That's awesome. And so if someone wants to, to show up at, uh, not show up at, but be part of the process of delivering meals, Right. What, what's kind of that process? They, you know, come to the station, pick up the meals, essentially run deliveries like a delivery person. Talk just a little bit about that, what that experience would be like for a volunteer. Sure. So we usually try and put someone in the area that they're most comfortable. If you live in Pennsville and you know Pennsville like the back of your hand and that's where you want to deliver, we're going to set you up in that area. Um, but then if you don't have a preference, we'll put you on a route that fits your needs best. We're not just going to throw you out there every time and it's different unless you want the route to be different every time and yes. you're willing to fill in. We certainly love those people as well. Um, but we, we bring you in um, actually through Zoom for a training. So we go awesome. over all of the rules of how this works. And then we will send you on a ride along with another volunteer so that you can really see what the process looks like. And then we'll get you assigned to your own route. Um, depending on which route you choose will depend on where you pick up your meals. We actually have three delivery spots throughout the county where our delivery driver will bring the meals to you and then you'll go out and deliver those hot meals to our clients. That's awesome. And so I want to give out the, I want to give out the uh, website address. It's scmealsonwheels.org, SC for Salem County, mealsonwheels.org. And the phone number is 856-935-3663. And uh, last question, I just want to know kind of what you're most excited about moving forward through the end of 2021 here, second half of 2021, coming out of the pandemic. What are you most excited about uh, for Meals on Wheels of Salem County? I'm really, really excited about, well, first of all, I'm really excited that we're having the giant pumpkin carve again this year. Right. It's, you know, a huge deal for us. Um, give, but we have a partnership. 
Give the date and the the where that's at again for everyone listening. Sure. The Giant Pumpkin Carve is located at the Salem County Fairgrounds in Piles Grove, New Jersey, the first Saturday of October, uh, beginning at 3 p.m. Awesome. Um, but the thing that I'm most excited about this year is we partnered with another nonprofit organization here in Salem County called Apple Farm Arts and Music Camp. And we moved our office there. We moved our meal location there. So all of the meals are made out of that kitchen and um, having the garden, which is what clients told us they wanted to see more fresh produce in their meals. So having this organic garden right there that like, I mean, it couldn't possibly be more farm to table than it right. being out of the, like it's five, you know, five feet from the kitchen, there's the garden. And those, those items are being brought in and I'm really, really excited because all of the produce is starting to come in now. So I'm excited mm -hmm. that the clients are going to get that, the nutrients from that garden. Um, and just excited to see how the partnership expands. That's awesome. It's all great stuff. You're doing awesome work. We all really appreciate it. and want to thank you very much for joining us and for all the awesome work that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate it.